Hello there, and thanks for joining us here at Lions Guide, where we empower you with the resources you need to reach heightened levels of success in your performance, leadership, and in business. On these episodes, we set out to explore the stories of our guests and the lessons they learned. We also interview various subject matter experts and review books and other resources to help you establish clarity, have courage, and lead the way. I'm your host, Dale Walls, and I'm founder of Lions Guide. And on this episode, we've got Timoteo Barrientes, who is a retired U.S. Marine Corps veteran with 21 years and multiple deployments during his service. In this episode, Tim discusses his background that inspired him to join the Marines, the lessons of performance and leadership that he learned in his service, how he's on a mission to serve his community now, and how he's managing to run 500 miles in just one month to raise money for a good cause. It's a great conversation about perseverance and giving back, and you're going to love it. But before we get started, hey, hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. Also, make sure you head over to lionsguide.com and check out all our free resources, including the latest ready sheet downloads, book reviews, community events, live streams, and trainings. We've got new courses out there in the academy, as well as uh, discounts on memberships and workshops, and a whole lot more. So especially if you're a business owner who wants to level up and perform at your highest level, head over to lionsguide.com and access our free resources that we've got out there for you today. And with that said, let's start the show. everyone on today's episode we have timoteo barrientes goes by tim who is a retired marine veteran with 21 years of service uh he's also a father husband son brother who is devoted to a mission to generate more leadership in his community and in addition to his passion for leadership tim also has a passion for promoting fitness and health so tim hey man nice to meet you welcome to the show yeah good morning dale thank you for having me on i really appreciate it taking the time and yeah, I look forward to chatting with you here this morning. Yeah, man. So um, tell us real quick, give us a 30-second version of who you are, what you do. Yeah, well, I'm a retired Marine, and, and I've settled here in, in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, just I'm a graduate student, so currently attending grad school at Texas State University and uh, now just turned more of a, of a family, you know, at-home guy, so I have more time on my hands. But uh, just started a few projects and, and, you know, advocating for the Hispanic community as far as better fitness and health and just trying to, you know, continue the path of building and strengthening my community uh, and seeking other ways to do that, but also seeking out, you know, other veterans and like minded people so uh, I can, you know, continue, like I said, building the community and uh, building the young leaders, helping the next generation, taking what I've learned uh, as a Marine and, you know, kind of paying it forward. And so I'm still going to school and, you know, I'm going to be looking for a job as a, a strength and conditioning coach, hopefully at the university level. But yeah, man, I'm about a little over a year since I've retired and, and still kind of in that transition time. So got more time on my hands and uh, it's been great. You know, I've been relaxing and uh, just get to be home more. 
Yeah, man. Now it's and it's quite the transition from that, right? Where it's kind of a bit of a, a go pace, or at least a way more structured pace to that. So in a bit, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit about how the transition transitions been. I mean, especially like for me, I, and I guess it's just timing because of my own timing because I joined the core in '98. So about this time, I'm seeing a lot of folks kind of in my network kind of at this retirement, you know, chapter where they're transitioning out and kind of you know, the ebbs and flows of, of that transition. And so I'm looking forward to kind of picking your brain on kind of how you've been dealing with it, especially for the benefit of those who are kind of in the same boat, you know, and, but tell me a little bit about your background. Like where, how did you end up in the Marine Corps? Yeah. So I uh, grew up in Port Isabel, Texas, uh, which is a small coastal community all the way down in the tip of Texas, right on the water. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with South Padre Island. Uh, which is connected there to Port Isabel. But, you know, growing up in, in a small town, Texas, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot going on. And uh, for me down there, majority of people usually work in the in the hotel or the hospitality industry with restaurants and, uh, you know, hotel resort type stuff. And, you know, I, I I didn't want to get stuck down there. I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to leave my small town and really uh, be part of something bigger and, and experience the world and just, you know, kind of make something of myself. And I looked around in, in high school, I was a kind of a basketball standout. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were urging me to, to go to college to play basketball and stuff like that. And I just, I just felt that I needed to do something more like, I, you know, and so I decided to join the Marines the senior year of my, of my high school. And everybody said I was crazy and, and they're like, dude, why would you do that? And, you know, obviously at that time, <laughs> a lot of people just simply associated the Marine Corps with the movie Full Metal Jacket or, <laughs> or Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood, you know, and, uh, but it, it sounded it was crazy and it sounded, you know, like, like this would be awesome, you know, and, and obviously the history and the legacy of, of the Marine Corps uh, was something that definitely I wanted to be a part of. And of course so, the uniform and, and, you know, just something honorable. What, what year uh, is this? So like when, when is this that. when you jo joined the Corps? Huh? When, what year is this when you joined the Corps? Uh, so 99, 2000 okay, right um, was, was my senior year and, and I shipped out to boot camp in uh, July of 2000. So the kind of like the, I'll, I'll say the pushback or maybe reaction is probably a better word for your friends, maybe family for joining the core. Like, man, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, but as compared to what, like, what were they, was it because of, you know, you should be going to college and playing basketball or just, or you should be staying here doing what the rest of us do. Like, what was the. You know, why was it kind of treated that way, you think? Yeah, well, part of, um, you know, and, and, and I was a recruiter in the real Grandy Valley or, or that, uh, you know, predominantly Hispanic area. Uh, a lot of times in the Hispanic community, you know, it, it can be sometimes frowned upon uh, to leave, you mm -hmm. know, to, uh, I would say, like abandon um the the house or the community or or the family like it's it's almost like hey you know why why are you leaving when all your other siblings are here or your 
you know, a majority of family are all here. They have jobs. They went to the closest uh, school or university or community college. Like, so it's difficult, you know, in the Hispanic community, we're, we're really tied um, to our area, to our neighborhood, to our family, you know, and that's just kind of how we grow up. And it it's difficult and, and challenging to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to take off, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave. And so it was, you know, sort of a, a thing like that. But a lot of it was really, um, you know, just kind of Vietnam era, you know, the first memories uh, of that time was, you know, hey, you, you're going to get messed up, you know, like going to the Marine Corps. Does that necessarily mean you're going to shape up, you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're going to face challenges, things that are, that will mess you up, you know, so it might not be such a, you know, such a good thing. Um, and so I think it was some of that, uh, kind of a mixture or a combination. Now, was that primarily family giving you that pushback or was it friends or like, who was it? Who, who was the kind of deliverers of that message or. No, I mean, it, it, my, my mom and my dad really, you know, didn't give me pushback. There was some initial, uh, not, not really shock, but they were just, you know, Hey, like this, okay. Like this is what you want to do. Are you sure? And they gave me their love and support. Mm. Uh, from, you know, from the beginning, you know, my, my mom gave me her blessing and, and my dad didn't give me any pushback. He just kind of gave me that, that hard nosed speech of, you know, Hey, you better know what you're getting yourself into. And once you commit to something, you know, don't quit, you know, don't, don't come back here, you know, and, and, and quit, you start something, you got to finish it. Yeah. Um, and that's really the mindset that, that I, I shipped out, you know, as 18 year old kid to boot camp with, but a lot of the pushback was just like, you know, friends and, and the, the community just like, Hey man, that's, that's a big commitment. Like, you know, the Marines are, are hardcore and, you know, they're known for this and, you know, they teach you how to kill, you know, and, and, and these type of things. And again, probably a lot of that influence was, uh, from the movies, but certainly the, uh, you know, the Vietnam generation guys and, and stuff like that. And, and obviously every community during that era uh, from, you know, the 65 and, and to 69 uh, had been affected, you know, even my small town of, of guys that had gotten drafted. When it comes to like, so as a recruit, so you did recruiting, did you go back to your area doing recruiting duty? Yes. So I was fortunate enough um, when I went to recruiter school, I put in a package, uh, like a like a request to select a certain location, and when they came out to do the locations, uh, the the sergeant major, you know, they called me out, and I basically got like a little informal interview. But uh, you know, they said, "Hey, you put in to go to this area, and do you speak Spanish?" And like he made me speak Spanish right in front of them and asked me some questions. Uh, and yeah, I was fortunate enough. I was selected to go back, uh, to the Rio Grande Valley. And, and I got, I went back to McAllen, Texas. Uh, that's part of the Rio Grande Valley, but again, it's a, it's a predominantly Hispanic area. And I know the culture, the culture there, the food, the way they talk. And, and obviously I grew up down there. So it was, 
something that I was looking forward to. And, and so like knowing kind of your story and, and kind of the resistance you were up against, you know, amongst your your peers, it sounds like to, to join the Marines. Like, so what were you telling, you know, young men and women like yourselves, like yourself, who kind of were up against maybe some of the same tides? Like what were, how were you explaining to them? Like what you learned about what, what you were being told versus what the truth was? Yeah, really just, I, I faced that daily um, going into the household and the, in the high schools mm-hmm. of, you know, that, you know, Hispanic culture of, you know, hey, kind of how how dare you leave us or, you know, it's it's too difficult or too challenging, you know, like find something around here or. I just told them that, you know, like. If you want to change, if you want to bet, you know, a stronger mindset, you know, more discipline, if you want to discover. You know, just more stuff like you know, challenges and adversity that you're not going to face here. You know, like if you want to be pushed, it, it it's a good thing. It's a good mm-hmm. thing to, to see what structure looks like, to see what discipline looks like, you know, and not only that, but at a young age to meet and discover, uh, you know, strong-minded people, you know, Marines, leaders, men and women that, are so committed and dedicated, you know, to, to serving their country and just getting it done. Like, like mission makers, man, like heavy hitters, like people that are, are just putting in the work and, and, and it amazes you, you know, to witness that at a young age, you know, but when you grow up in a limited circle or, or an area or neighborhood that maybe there's a handful, you know, maybe there's, one or two or three that are like the the shining stars of, of that community or the people that you know are admired and respected because of what they've overcome the challenges they faced or they're the ones that went off and you know went to college or became successful and then returned when you join the marine corps it's it's a lot of alphas it's it's they're all around you they're at every unit you know they're they're in your shop they're you know the same rank as you they're you know guys and gals that have been doing it 15 20 plus years and you wouldn't get to witness that if you stay in your limited neighborhood or community or stuff like that and these are the type of things and conversations that I would express to them uh, in the households, in the high schools, and really just the opportunities that the Marine Corps gave me from a young age to, you know, become a leader or gain another certification or credential or, you know, just schools and, and obviously places of, of travel and things like that. But just like obviously, you know, getting promoted and how competitive and, you know, stuff like that that keeps you you know, motivated and and strengthens your habits and stuff like that. So you're not going to develop that kind of mindset or or habits if you stay there locally. I mean, you're just, you're just not because you're not going to be in that type of environment. Yeah. And I guess not to put it down, right. But, you know, the way I try to describe this to people is, you know, the Marine Corps, at least from my experience, like, exposed me to my potential, right? Because I grew up in, in Mayberry, small town, Maryland, and um, it's, 
it was that, right? And that was kind of maybe the draw, you know, as you, you're describing, right, Mike? The draw was to go, you know, there was a standard that was set, right? And I was like, wow, I could go be that. I want to go be that. And, and, but once I was there, that that's what I learned, right? That, that where I was there, the bar was just low. Like mm -hmm. not, not that, that the, the, there's anything wrong with that. I'm so I'm not trying to be derogatory in any way. I'm just trying to say that, you know, it was a bit of simple, easy living, right. You know, and it, and it's, you know, easy to go get a, a blue collar job and go to work and come home and, and live by, whatever. And, and again, nothing wrong with that, but if you're aspiring for more, like you've got to, you've got to go contend with the world, you know, yep. you got to get out. Um, what was the, you know, how did, how did, how did this, uh, your service transform you? Right. So from who you were into who you've become, like what, what kind of impact has, has the Marines had on you? Yeah. So, you know, you talk about blue collar and, you know, that's especially being a son, um, when you see your dad or your old man, you know, get up and, and get it done every day and, and go about, you know, their business and, and you know, waking up 5, 6 a.m. And, and no, no alarm clock and, and just getting it done, you know, to put food on the table. And, uh, you know, and I have utmost admiration and respect for my father. And But like you said, you know, sometimes you felt maybe there was a level of contentment there or, or just – you know, hey, I, I'm not going to stick around here at a, at a, you know, put in 20, 30 year blue collar job and, and, and just get it done. Like uh, the, the rest of the guys, I want a little bit more. And part of what helped me and, and uh, was really the foundation was set for me growing up in, in a household where, you know, my mom and my dad put in a lot of work and, and hard work and, and kind of those blue collar jobs. Um to get it done, you know, to get it done, to obviously uh, put food on the table and, and provide and, and all that stuff. And, and that's kind of what uh, gave me the foundation. You know, that's why I think I really excelled in, in being in the Marine Corps and, and being, I would say like above average standout Marine uh, was really, it started from the, the household and, and, you know, being raised by my mom and I, my dad and the values uh, that they instilled in me and really the principles that I witnessed from a young age of just that hard work. So when I joined the Marines, I kind of had those uh, foundational pieces mm -hmm. and really the Marine Corps just kind of propelled or accelerated that even further. Um, like you mentioned, the standards and then, you know, you quickly uh, realize or you witness who are the standout Marines in your shop, in your unit, on the base, you know, who's winning Marina the quarter, NCO the quarter, you know, you, you quickly start finding out these are the guys, you know, these are the guys that now stand out within the organization of already top-notch people mm. but you know i i kind of drifted towards them or or you know taking notes of how did they do it you know and so the foundation had been set with how i was raised and and by my mom and my dad of what i witnessed and then going into the marine corps i only wanted to 
to be associated with or, or find out who were the leaders that were admired and, and had the reputation of, uh, you know, they take care of their Marines. They, they do what needs to be done to accomplish the mission. You know, their fitness is, is, uh, you know, above average, their leadership, the way, you know, that's what right looks like the way they go about their business, all, all these type of things that, you start to like, okay, do I have these qualities myself? You know, mm -hmm. do, you know, do I, you know, how do I handle myself? You know, am I squared away, my uniform, uh, my fitness, the way I carry myself, how hard, you know, do I work and, and things like that, taking pride in, in your appearance and, and your uniform. And so, yeah, I used all those things to, find out and, and keep that type of company, you know, those Marines, those NCOs. Uh, and I sought them out. I sought them out. And then I took, you know, all of those qualities um, from peers and mentors and, and said, okay, you know, do I have this? And then I just wanted to live that way. I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything I could to, um, be the example, be the standard uh, to my Marines and to my family. But not only that, you know, for my parents, you know, for the, the, just so my mom and my dad could, you know, obviously, Hey, that's our son. Um, he's, he's an outstanding Marine, but he's an outstanding person. He's an outstanding young man. And uh, I always carry that with me, man. Even, even today, you know, I, I still believe in all those qualities and, setting the standard and, and being the example and even being retired, you know, and that's a lot about what I post now is being the standard, being the example. And, you know, I'm, I'm retired now. I understand that, but I'm not going to let myself go. You know, I'm not going to change my habits or the way I go about my business. You know, the same mindset is what I'm going to apply to everything I do. Yeah, I, and I, I got to agree with you there, right? Like this term retired, um, I, I used it for like three minutes, I think, because <laughs> that was it, right? Like I had to finish the sentence, which was I retired from what I did for the last 15 years, right? Because I was I was a four-year Marine, went on and started my company, but then I retired from my company. I retired from that industry. But as far as to your point, I very quickly said, oh, well, I'm not off the clock, right? I'm just retired there. You know, right. now I need to take that and go on to that next chapter or whatever that is, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm with you there, right? Because it's, we just don't have that in us to kind of like hang out, right? Like it just, yeah. I mean, I can enjoy it for a minute, but I get restless real quick. Like I just, <laughs> like I'll hit a point where I'm like, man, I, I want to take a little vacation or a couple of days or whatever and just, you know, recharge, but man, like by, by a couple of days into that, I'm like, you know, like I, even this week, man, I don't know why it was, but like, I was just like walking around the house. It's just like, Oh, I know why I'm, I'm doing a run. We'll get into your running here in a minute, but I'm training right now too. And this week's a cutback week for me. So I'm not putting in the mile crazy miles like I am. So it was like midday. I just have all this energy and I'm like, yeah. man, you know, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I don't even want to sit down for lunch. I'm like, like, you know, just pacing around and it's kind of that, right? Like, it's like, once you retire, like I had to like say transition to say, I, I retired from, you know, CEO of X, right? Like that, that's, 
and it sounds like you're doing the same thing. Like you retired from the Marines, but you didn't retire from, you know, your standards and you right. know, how you want to live and execute and, 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 you know, and influence, you know, really. Um, so what uh, you mentioned, um, you know, before about wanting to, you know, generate more leaders in the Hispanic community. Like, what are you trying to solve for there? What's what is that all about? Yeah. So uh, along the way um, of of growing up in the Marine Corps, and and um, you know, every time I went back home and different duty stations and so forth, and and obviously I I try to keep up with, um, you know, just what's going on as as far as the country and and. Uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, news outlets and, and social media and things like that. But really what what I picked up on is that, you know, the Hispanic community, you know, and, and, and I associate it sometimes I'll tell people like, you know, hey, we don't have like a Tiger Woods. We don't have a, a Tom Brady. We don't have a, a LeBron James. You know, we, we, we don't have that guy. You know, obviously we have some Hispanic um, professional athletes and things like that, but we don't have like that guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that. But what I notice is that we don't have enough leaders, uh, in the Hispanic community, um, younger leaders, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of in that category. Um, not, you know, really young, but you know, I'm not old. I'm, I'm right in, in that middle. And, you know, I, I just put it on myself, like, why can't I take the qualities or the principles and in, in, in what I've learned and the way I live and kind of model that and, and be the standard, you know, or, or post about it or, or try to express it and be that mentor, you know, like to not just obviously I'm not in the Marines anymore, but to the Hispanic community, like put that burden or that responsibility on myself and and say, you know, Hey, I'll show you how to get it done. I'll I'll show you what it takes. I'll show you what right looks like. I'll show you what, you know, being a lifelong learner, being a leader, being the example, eating healthy, being fit, you know, all those type of things. I, I will show you like, Mm -hmm. just, just follow me and I'll show you. And, and so, uh, that's what I notice is that we need more. We need more leaders in the Hispanic community uh, that talk English and Spanish. We need more role model, you know, men to to come out, to come forward and show the younger generation like, hey, this is what, you know, having pride looks like. You know, this is what raising a family or being a good father, being a good husband, like this is what it looks like. And that's what I'm trying to do, you know, and and my main uh, principles are really fitness, health and leadership. Those are kind of my core principles of what I'm trying to put out there and and instill in other uh, young Hispanic men and women and so uh, I, I just want to continue to build on that and advocate uh, for that. But really, that's kind of what I witnessed, you know, in my latter part of of being in the Marines. And, and every time I went back home is, 
we had just we have to break generational habits and and some habits are good but we need to break those bad generational habits and and kind of flip it you know and and so that's where i believe i fit in now and that's what i'm trying to do you know by you know kind of the the project i got going on now but just just what I post about and, and being the example and continue to inspire and motivate. And, you know, we in the Hispanic community and, and I use it, too, but we use a lot of the CSIP weather uh, from Cesar Chavez and, and as a rally, you know, as a rallying cry to to apply that as a type of mentality of, you know, you can get things done. You can go above and beyond, you know, and, and accomplish lofty goals you know and you don't have to just say hey no one in my small town has ever done that or someone with the last name you know martinez or sanchez or gonzalez or you know what whatever it's like no one with that last name has done it well hey what why does it it could be you mm. you could be the first you know to accomplish that and so that that's the direction i'm going and and that's what you know, I, I advocate for. Yeah, I love it, man. And it's just been what we see, right? It's it it feels like young people are starving for leadership. Like oh, they're yeah. just starving to be told it's okay. And because you know, the power of the internet and social media, aside from the false narrative, right? Like everyone's showing their highlight reel, and now like young people feel inferior, right? Because they don't you know, live in the fancy house or have the fancy car or have some magic money that comes out. What, what are these things that these people like put online and stuff that's, you know, it's fake or not, whatever. Like it's just makes, makes young people feel inferior, you know, and they, and they, they act that out. Right. Instead of, yeah. you know, realizing that, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's it's interesting to kind of see this inferiority complex be pushed on you know our young people um and 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 they're just looking for someone to say no man like you're no different than the rest of us like we're all you know the same but we're just different individually but we're all the same as far as our opportunities you know yeah. um and there's um and there's, and, and I'm sure you probably get it, right? I mean, do you get feedback from your local community kind of like in that line? Like what kind of feedback are you getting so far with what this with work you're doing? Yeah, it, it's, it, it varies at time. I mean, I get a lot of positive uh, feedback and, and especially mm -hmm. folks that are going through, um, you know, difficult times or, or facing, you know, at times depression or, or anxiety or, you know, perhaps, uh, suicide ideations or, or things like that. But I reach out, you know, always, uh, to my community and I, I put myself out there, you know, and, and I've had parents, you know, and, and I tell them, Hey, I'll serve as a mentor, you know, to your son or daughter. Like I'm, yeah, no charge, you know, it's, I, I, I'm here, you know, it's, if they need an outside source or an external, you know, and obviously they say, Hey, well, you're, you're from our hometown. I say, yeah, you know, so I make myself available and I get, you know, positive feedback and I try to always just stay positive, you know, and continue to, uh, 
you know, we hold the line and, and be consistent, you know, like not just throw stuff out there to throw stuff out there, but be consistent. And like you said, you know, the, <laughs> the, the youngsters are a little bit younger than us, you know, or they, they, they're on the phone, man, all the time, all day, every day. And, and they're getting fed a lot of stuff, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of stuff that they're viewing, that they're seeing. And, and like you say, they, they paint these, these fantasies of the type of life or, or what, you know, what's the most important thing in life or, you know, whether it's, you know, fashion or, or money or clothes or cars or, you know, uh, to be seen or, or whatever, but, uh, you know, I'm more of an old school type of guy, man. I'm, I'm more, you know, Hey, just go about your business and get it done, you know, live uh, a life that's respectable and, and hardworking that people admire you, you know, for you getting up and, and getting it done every day. Like we, we need more grinders, you know, like how to be a grinder, you know, right. how to, good old fashioned, you know, working hard, just work your ass off, like get it done, like show up, don't complain, get it done, put in the work and everything else is going to fall into place, man. Like, and that's, that's the example that I'm trying to set. And, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to be about it, man. If I say something, I'm going to follow through and, and I'm, you know, going to finish it. I'm committed. And that's what I want to show, you know, the youngsters that you don't have to be flashy, man. You don't have to freaking go out there and try to impress and, you know, get likes and followers and, and all this crap. You have to just be real with yourself and freaking get it done, you know, get it done. Like be a person of freaking honor and respect. Like, you know, what, what your parents instill, what your parents did and your grandparents, you know, to make freaking stuff happen like they didn't have all this crap you know mm -hmm. they didn't have stuff getting fed they they knew that they had to go out and make things happen like no, no one's gonna come by and, and give you you know money or, or a freaking house or you know provide or anything like you have to go out and, and get it done uh and how do you do that you know and, and you have to grind shit out you have to show up you have to wake up you know, early and you can't be lazy, you know? Yeah. So, you know, those are the type of things that I try to reflect and show, but do, you know, do it genuinely, you know, that they see like, Hey, this, this guy's about it. You know, right. he's, you're not just flashing, you know, fancy pictures or, you know, like, like you said, you know, Hey, I'm going to portray myself a certain way through my social media outlets or whatever, but, I'm actually completely different or live a different way, you know, off of what I post, you know, or whatever like that. Hey guys, Dale here. And I wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join the launch of the Lions Guy community called The Pride. You see, whether it was at work dealing with the demands of the day or maintaining the demands of my life at home, I always seemed to feel like my struggles were unique. Like somehow I was the only one struggling to find joy amidst all the weight that I felt I was carrying each day. And you know, what I've come to realize is that we all have our struggles that we're up against and it's pretty demanding. 
The only way to rise to those demands is to decide and make the change to adopt a growth mindset, to be what I call a high performer. And that's why I started Lions Guide. I want to help you break through to the next level of you and your ability to not only meet, but exceed those demands on you and in doing so, find your joy again. If you're a growth-minded individual ready to make a change, then I'm here for you. And this is how you get started. I invite you to visit lionsguide.com and sign up to join the Pride. The Pride is the Lions Guide community for growth-minded members like you. Once signed up, you'll get special access to all the free content and resources I'm putting out there. You'll also be invited to join my live online events where I host sessions on personal growth and high performance. You'll also be able to engage with other growth-minded members on our private online group. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast as a member, you'll get access not only to all the podcasts, but also the podcasts that have been yet to be released. So get access to all this and more. So break out of that rut, break into your next level, and join me on lionsguide.com, and let's grow together. Go to lionsguide.com and become a member of the Pride today. Now back to the show. You know, there's this, the feeling of inferiority against kind of like that image that's put out there. And then there's like the striving to get that praise from other people, right? Like, you know, and in what you said about like, with like looking in the mirror and, and being congruent with who you want to be, because now you have full control, right? Like, I feel like if you give, I call it like giving your sword away. Like if, if, if your sense of fulfillment is only through someone else's acknowledgement and praise of you, you have no control, right? Like yeah. now you have to chase this this praise that you would get from someone else right and now you're you're acting in accordance to what you think they want to see of you to give yeah. you that that praise and as opposed to like having your own north star of who you want to be what you want to see for yourself and and that's and again this is a conversation I, I, I like to have a lot these days is like you come to a point where you realize that's not material, right? Like it's, it's not material. It's, it's in relationships. It's in your work, right? Like your, right. Your relationships that you want to be around people because they're a part of you or they help make you better or, or the partnerships like, you know, you've been married 21 years. Like these are, these are the things that have meaning you know, not the, not the car that everyone wants and you happen to have it. So everyone's kind of telling you, praising you, praising you for your car. Yeah. Right now, now these externals become your identity and you have to maintain them. Um, and then there's this other camp of mediocrity where it opposes this kind of like get stuff done, grind and kind of celebrates mediocrity. Right. And kind of beats that. Dead. These are the haters. Like, I mean, yeah. I know, I don't know if, have you seen any of this in, in your own work, but it's just like, you know, the ones that hate on your progress, right. That, that, Oh, you're just trying to show you're better than everyone else. You're just trying, right. Like they take your intent and, and twist it, you know, and, and darken it and, and try to like, you know, pull it down. Like, why are you doing, like, why are you running? Why are you running so much, man? Like, what are you trying to do? What are you, trying, what are you running from? That's the one I, I hear all the time. What are you running from? Um, and it's, it, it's it's that it's like those people um not those people i don't want to start judging but um I, I think you know i made a post for example recently about like courage versus discipline right because a lot of people will tell me and go hey man I, I i wish i had your discipline like i don't know what that means you know because here's like discipline to me is self-leadership right there's yeah. lead, you can go lead people and get something done right well, what you know, you're holding them accountable. You're having measurables. You're you're identifying a vision, 
right? That that's that's leadership, right? Yeah. So what is discipline then? It's the same damn thing, except doing it for yourself, right? Yes. Establishing a mission, setting your objectives, holding, uh, maintaining accountability, right? That that's just you're leading yourself. That's what discipline is. Um, so I go well when people go like, well, I wish wish I had more self discipline. So what you're saying is you wish you had more self accountability. Fine. We'll check the box. So, so le learn leadership and apply it to yourself. But, but what really, so what, what keeps you from going to the gym every morning? Well, what is it? Is it really the inability to lead yourself or what are you afraid of? Right. Cause I feel it's a courage thing. I feel like you're afraid to go through the pain of getting better, right? You're afraid to be uncomfortable because you know, it's going to suck. You know, it's going to suck. So I wrote a, a piece online that got, got some good feedback, which was that it's like, are you really lacking discipline or are you lacking courage to face, you know, going through it, like putting in the work, basically, like you're saying, like, are you afraid to grind, you know? Yeah, because I felt, um, you know, I, I felt that's kind of what I stand for. That's that's what I've, you know, kind of done a, a self-analysis and, and said, you know, hey, if, you know, if I were to start a leadership academy or, or a brand or, or whatever like that, you know, what would be my core principles? And everybody knows me as, as being, you know, extremely passionate about fitness and how much I work out and, and everybody, you know, always, man, you work out all the time and I always see you working out and you always work out and that's all I post about and, and so forth. And so definitely, you know, I felt obviously fitness, you know, helped me stand out um, as a as a youngster and as a as a Marine, you know, fitness was one of my strengths and, and pillars as far as helping me get promoted and helping me stand out in the Marine Corps and, and stuff like that. And it took me a lot of places and it's still taking me a lot of places and health. Uh, one of the main things with health is that growing up you know being hispanic and, and in the hispanic community we we just need more education and knowledge on better health um you know we we have you know as a hispanic american we have the most diseases like we we die at an earlier age than any other ethnic group and we deal with a lot of you know obesity and child obesity and diabetes and uh, a lot of things really that stem from just bad eating habits, just just bad habits in general. Mm. And so I advocate for that and, and try to, you know, show videos or posts of like, hey, this is what healthy eating looks like or this is what I eat. Um, and then leadership, you know, leadership was another pillar that helped me stand out as a Marine and, and help me get promoted and, and take on, you know, more responsibility or, or get selected for positions of, of higher authority or, or bigger shops and, and, you know, take leadership roles uh, that they wouldn't give to other Marines and things like that. So, and it's also an area that I feel I'm, I'm strong at. And like you mentioned, I feel that I could lead you know, and, and change culture within a shop, but I could also apply it or I, I live it myself, 
you know, and, and showing up and being consistent in the way I carry myself and, and so forth. And so I felt that those three, you know, is, is what I stand for. Or if someone were to describe, describe, you know, hey, Tim Barrientes, well, what's this guy all about? <laughs> right. Well, probably those three things right. is what I'm all about. And I feel that they're applicable uh, to, you know, other people or, or something that I would want to teach and, and give back. You know, if someone said, hey, mentor this kid or these group of youngsters, you know, or whatever like that. Well, I'm going to try to show them and teach them, you know, fitness, health and leadership. And I yeah. feel that if they have those three values, they can be a pretty good person. They can be, you know, a, a very respectable uh, young young man or young lady. So explain to me the difference because some people, you know, may go, well, yeah, I go to the gym every day. What's, what's the big deal? So the difference between fitness and health, why, why two separate things? Yeah, so health is more about how you live. Uh, the food and, you know, what you drink, what you eat, your habits, um, your, your, you know, your, your mentality, uh, your mindset, you know, your, your spirit, uh, things like that uh, all deal with health. You know, I would probably put faith under that as well. Mm. Uh, fitness is more about, you know, the physiological, the, your body you know, your, your strength, your muscle, you know, your cardiovascular, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's more the fitness is your ability to put your body in motion, uh, lift heavy things, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's really the fitness part is, you know, I, I guess the, the outer part, you know, the, the byproduct of what everyone sees, which is, your body, you know, and, and your muscular structure and things like that. Right. Um, but health is more about uh, what's inside, mm -hmm. you know, what the crap that you're putting inside of your body and, and um, how you are treating your body and taking care of it with rest, food, faith, you know, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So with regard to, um, you know, you've, you've put together like the scholarship, um, you know, the, was it Ray David Carey, Carey, Curie? Uh, Cuervo. 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 Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me about Ray. Like what, what's, what inspired this fund? What's that all about? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Ray or he went by David, mm. uh, is my brother-in-law and, you know, I started dating his sister uh, back in high school and uh, David was a pretty funny guy and, and you know, witty and, and kind of an asshole. And, you know, but <laughs> we used to we used to cut it up a little bit and uh, he joined the army and uh, he was a standout runner. Uh, he was very talented at running and, and not a whole lot of training. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, he would just eat Whataburger and uh you know drink cokes and, and eat snickers and he could just run uh and, and be a standout but uh yeah man so he joined the army in, in 99 and and i went into the marines the next year and uh yeah we were deployed you know together obviously when when iraq broke out in, in 2003 and 
Uh, he was killed in action in, on December 28, uh, 2003. And then, you know, we I returned and uh, I subsequently deployed again a few months later in 2004. And uh, it was just a difficult time, man, you know, around the country, uh, 03, 04, 05, you know, for a lot of us and a lot of families, uh, you know, obviously deploying back to back and multiple deployments. It was just a, a very, very challenging time. But that kind of changed everything, you know, when uh, when he passed and my mother-in-law definitely changed. And, um, you know, my wife changed. And she ended up staying home on the second deployment. She didn't want to live on base anymore. And she wanted to be home with her mom and understandably so. Mm. And um, so, yeah, we, I sent her home and, and I took off to Iraq, but I wanted to do something, you know, I, I was active duty and, and like you mentioned, 21 years and they named a street after David back home in uh, Laguna Vista, Texas. They named a street after him and, you know, David's name is is on the, you know, the war memorials and the and the casualties uh, section of, of the of the stone there. But I wanted to find a way to, you know, bring honor to his name and, and remember, you know, his sacrifice and his legacy and, and build uh, into his legacy more, you know, and, and obviously we're coming up on 19 years and some of these guys or some of these men and women, you know, get forgotten, you know, or it's just like, Hey, especially for the, the young generation right now, they, they know nothing, you know, and obviously they were babies or whatever of those years and in that stretch of time. And so I decided, you know, Hey, you know, I, I want to do something, but I want to give back to my community. So I was like, maybe I could use David's name, and and create something that could impact the the, the next generation you know how, how do i do that and so i was like you know again right fitness one of my principles i'm like i'll turn to fitness again like david was a runner i'm a runner i i'm gonna launch this thing with with running that, that that's what i'm gonna do like i'm gonna build it around running and I got it approved and, and, you know, I alerted my, my hometown and uh, of Port Isabel and I told them, Hey, you know, I've, I've created this thing, you know, it's a nonprofit. I'm going to use it as a scholarship fund. It's named after him. You know, he's, he's a, a an army service member killed in action. And I'm going to go run 500 miles, you know, to raise money. And then turn around and, and cut a check, you know, once I run 500 or $500 and match a dollar for every mile. And then I'm going to challenge other people to, to match my contribution or uh, donate their mileage for the month of September. And uh, the response has been, you know, pretty good. It could be stronger, but it's it's been pretty good. And yeah, so I got my mother-in-law's blessing. I asked her you know, Hey, is this, is this cool? You know, if I could do this and she said, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. That's fine. And so here we are, man, we're, we're in the execution phase. We're almost done. And, um, yeah, it's just a great way, man. Again, it got people talking about David again and got his name back out there in the community. And, uh, people are, you know, are now telling their kids, you know, Oh yeah, this guy, I went to school with him. 
Mm. You know, this is what he was about, or this is his story, you know, of these youngsters that, you know, are asking, hey, why is Tim running for this guy? Like, well, who is this guy, you know, that they've never met, they never knew, you know, but lived in their town, lived in that community, you know, and now these youngsters that are in high school right now are asking, like, who, who, who is this guy? Or, you know, how come I never heard of someone that was killed, you know, in Iraq that lived here? You know, like, I didn't even know this guy, you know. So that's the cool part, too, man, is that it's getting brought up again, you right. know. And uh, I'm using myself, again, as as kind of the the tool or the or the vessel to 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 bring this up, you know, or or bring his name and and keep you know his uh, his name alive and and uh, build that legacy. But it's an awesome thing, man. I'm so passionate about it, and and just you know, I, I get to be in a position now where I chose to put myself through this pain, and and I can give money back. Like uh, again, right, setting the example of. Can one person make a difference in their community? Absolutely. Find a way. Find a way to do something. Like, don't just sit around, you know, on your ass and, and blame others or ask why isn't somebody doing something or something else, you know, should be done or find a way to do something, you know, like look at yourself and say, hey, what the heck are you doing? You know, so I'm very proud of that. And, and obviously, I'm so looking forward, man, to, you know, my goal is $10,000 and on scholarship night, you know, and uh, the, the high school will invite me out and, and I just can't wait, you know, I can't wait to be up there on, on stage and, and just call out uh, a young man and a young lady, you know, and, and, and give away money. Like I said, man, being in a position now where I can do that. You know, right. it's like I, I started something that's going to give back to the next generation. Like, that's pretty cool. Right. And it, it's twofold, right? It's And so, one, thank you for doing that. I mean, you know, it's a great way to honor David. And uh, I'm sure, you know, it, you're you're a bit nonchalant about kind of like your mother-in-law, you know, she's cool with it or whatever. But, like, I'm sure it's got to make her proud that, you know, his his name and, and your wife as well, that that her brother and, and um, so on, that his name is – is still still serving, you know, and, and you're like you say, carrying that carrying that flag yeah. for him. So so thank you for that. And 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 then the other side of it is like now, like you said, he's not only remembered, but it's it's his memory is benefiting, you know, these these uh aspiring college students with, with some money for school, you know, which is which is tough, you know. Um school's expensive. Yeah. So five hundred miles, like so so why five hundred? how what 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 brought this about why 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 the 500 uh, mile mark yeah so 500 is 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 a lofty number um a couple of years ago uh during the covid uh years and and i was in the marine corps uh there we sh they shut down the gyms you know and 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 if you obviously you know right so when you take away gyms or, or working out or fitness for Marines, it, it's, uh, it's pretty dangerous, you know, life, life sucks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Marines didn't know what to do, you know, or where to work out. And they were like, Hey, pull up bars are available, you know, find right. something. So anyways, I had been running, um, that, you know, I usually average kind of well over like a hundred miles a month and I was running, 
you know, and Camp Pendleton offers a lot of hills, a lot of great elevation and, and very challenging uh, routes for trail running. So anyways, in a way to boost morale for my shop and, and my unit, I was like, what would be a, a big number or something that could, you know, get attention or maybe motivate others to be like, wow, you know, like I'll, I'll go run, you know, and my wife had said, hey, there was this lady that ran like 300 miles or something. And I heard 300. I was like, OK, so I, I, I did the math like, OK, 10 miles a day, 30 days. Like that's that's pretty challenging. Like I'm, I'm going to do that. And that was the initial goal, man, was was 300. Anyways, I quickly, uh, you know, I was knocking out 14, 15 a day, so, so forth. And I was on pace for a higher number. So I shot for 400. Like, did you shift gears? Were you targeting yeah. 300 and said, yeah, 400? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, and it, uh, it started to motivate others in the, in the, in the unit. And, and people were like, yo, who's this, uh, you know, master sergeant that's going for 400 miles and he's getting it done and this and that. And so it really started to boost morale. And, and that's what I was trying and, and going for. And so people started following me and I started to get Marines to go run with me and, and, you know, post pictures and things like that. So that's where the idea came from. Uh, now, you know, it's been like two and a half years since that, that was, uh, 2020, May, 2020. So I thought, well, I got a 400 mile month under my belt. What would be a big number to really bring some attention to really garner you know, the running community to be like, damn, like this, this guy, you know? So I said, well, 400 is very, very nice. Like it, it's nice. If you throw five out there, people are just like, who is this guy and where do I donate? You know? So I knew that it would bring, you know, even more uh, notoriety and in, in, in the running community and 500 miles is a number in a month that it, it, you you have to take notice of it. You have to just like, okay, who is this dude? Like, why, why is he doing this? You know, and that's what I wanted is not the attention for me, but the attention for my cause is for people to ask why, mm. why, why, why is he running? Why is he doing this? Why? Like, who, who is this guy? And that's why I chose 500 because it's, it's a very, very huge number. And I've asked a lot of people and, and the who's who of, of running in San Antonio and, and the heavy hitters and nobody has a 500 month under their belt. Mm. And so it's a, it's a huge number. And so it's really brought forth a lot of attention as, as I had wanted it to, but again, not for me, right? I'm not seeking followers or attention. It's really, my, you know, my brother-in-law and the scholarship, you know, when I want people to, to ask me why or right. what's this guy doing? Why is he freaking crazy? <laughs> well, I'm doing it for a good cause. You know, I'm, right, I'm yeah. trying to raise money. And so, you know, 500 is just a huge number, man. Like when you say it like 500, it's like, wow. Well, so, so. Cause you're saying in bulk, but what does that mean? Right? Like break it, break it down for me. What's a 500 mile month. What's that look like? So 500 miles in, in a month in a 30 day month, uh, breaks down to about 16.6 a day. 
And so my strategy was to front load as many miles as I could. And so I was averaging about 18 miles a day. And then I was doing about like 124, 25 miles a week mm. and just front loading it, you know, so that I could knock that average down uh, to 14 and then to 12. Uh, and now I'm left, you know, with 12 miles as of uh, this morning left to get to 500. So when I started, I was doing about 18, 19 a day and I was on pace for about 540. And uh, yeah, my wife was like, don't get it in your head of doing more than 500, just <laughs> stick to 500. Because <laughs> she's seeing you front load and kind of seeing your gears go, hmm, you know, can I keep this up the whole month and do more than 500? What, she's uh, like, I, I know you. She's like, I, <laughs> I know you're going to try to do more. And she's like, just stick to 500, what you say your plan was. Did you did you just map it out like like – like you've just got a roadmap, so to speak, of, you know, the miles that you were going to run for each of these 30 days? No, not not really. Um, I, I just decided on on 18 uh, because I needed 16.6 mm. and I wanted to give myself uh, a solid number, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, I'll just I'll just do 18, nine and nine. I'll do nine in the morning, nine at night, nine in the morning, nine at night. And then some days. Um, I was doing 19, you know, and I think I topped out at 20 in one day, but I would say probably about like 70% of these miles have been alone. Um, so I was definitely able to, you know, get some more miles or just more motivation with company. You know, anytime yeah. I had somebody join me or, or, or some folks join me, it definitely helped, uh, a lot. And so, um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to choose, you know, I didn't have like a number every day that I, that I mapped out and said, Hey, I'm going to do, but early on I was like 18, you know, 18, 18. And some days I, like I said, I got 19. Uh, it just, it just depended on how the body felt and, you know, and you know, if you're a runner, man, and you finish with like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, you know, you're like, you got yeah. to take you gotta it round to, it out, man. It drives me bananas. Out. You know, you, I'll, I'll come to my house and I'll look look down. I've just been using like whoop because um, I've been kind of studying kind of my own, you know, but you know, out the whoop, the whoop thing, like the wristband kind of does oh, a yeah, deeper yeah. dive of analytics of your health and stuff. Anyways, um, I've been using that to track my runs and I'll get home and it'll be like, like, whatever number of miles, like 0.89. I'm like, Oh hell no. And then I got to run past my house and that's a, its own little dagger in itself. Right. Yeah, because yeah. you're just wrapping up like this 10 mile run and you get to your front door and it goes 9.89 miles uh, <laughs> or worse. Right. It's like nine point or 9.69. You're running, finding yeah. another quarter mile. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't end on that. No, you gotta, no. you gotta round it out. For sure. So, so what's, what's a day look like for you then? Cause that's a ton, you know, um, it's funny, like you're diminishing like these smaller runs in a way you're like, yeah, now I'm down to like 14 and 12, you know, <laughs> but other people are like, dude, I'm not even running three. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? So what, um, so what's a day look like for you in doing this? Yeah. So it just depends. So like I, I'm in school and, and I got to be up at Texas state on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, outside of that, I, I, I don't work. Uh, so 
it just depends, man, on like what I got going on uh, that day. But uh, most of the days I'll, I'll probably be up at four or five and then hit the road and get that first leg out of the way um, and then head off to school. Or if I didn't have anything going on, which is kind of like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would sleep in a bit, but still probably get on the road at 630 and then knock out that first leg. And then in the evening, I mean, it's, it's hot. Don. I mean, you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hot. Right? I mean, I've been running in the dark. Yeah. I, I right, yeah. start in the dark, finish in the dark. So, uh, weather finally started feeling a little more fresh. Uh, what, down what, here. That means what, like it's still how, what temperature? Well, it's, it's been now in the last couple of days, it's been like in the, in the high sixties in the oh, morning. Yeah, yeah. Like at five in the morning. Yeah, but it'll still, obviously, we're still in the 90s. Um, so the evening runs, I would start probably like sometimes at 6, sometimes at 6.30 because it just gets tiring like to run at night or in the dark. And sometimes you want some sunlight or to run in the light. Um, so it just depends too, like, you know, what I got going on in the evening. And some days have been challenging, man, because I have a – a 6.30 to 9.30 uh, evening class at school, mm. and it takes about an hour for me to get out there. So to stay on pace, uh, I believe like last week or something, I, I just ran into, you know, just life, man, stuff. Like I couldn't – so I had to run after I got home, and I hit the road like after 10 o'clock and, and was getting miles like at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, just to stay on pace. And then I had to get up at five and, and do it, do it again. Right. So what have you learned kind of mind and body, maybe even spirit in this venture so far? Well, really that, you know, we're capable of so much more. I mean, I, I know you hear it all the time or, or the guys that write all the books or, or you know, the, the David Goggins of the world and, and stuff like that. And, you know, waking up at zero four and, and productivity and 24 hours in a day and, and what can you accomplish? And so we can accomplish so much more, right? The human body and, and the mind, uh, you know, perseverance and, and just being able to, to take on more, man, just being able to develop yourself, test yourself, right? The, the, being uncomfortable, you know, the threshold and, and all these things of, you know, how much can you take? How much can you push yourself? Uh, and you really won't know. You really won't know unless you attempt something. You, you have to be, you know, the, the, the man in the arena. You have to have the courage. Like I said, everybody who talks about well, I wish, or if I only, you know, this and that, you have to make an attempt. Like I, I, I didn't know if I was going to do this, man, or obviously, you know, you need health, you need time, your mindset, patience, like you need people to help you. You need your own family to be patient with you. Uh, cause it's a huge consumption of time. It, it mm -hmm. just takes a lot of time and effort in your mind, the pain, you know, the, the body, the recovery, but yeah, you just learn, man, that the, that the human spirit is, is, is big.
You yeah. know, it, it, you can take on so much that, that we're capable, you know, and, and I'm not a pro athlete, you know, or anything like, but you, you have to find something. You have to find something that could elevate your, your mind, your body, you know, and, and this was not done out of, you know, Hey, look how cool I am or, or, you know, to gain respect or, or, you know, diminish anyone else's number or, or monthly mileage or anything like that. It was for a cause, but the human spirit and mindset, I, you know, 24 hours in a day, man, like, you know, I'm still going to school, you know, I have a family, I'm, I'm a husband, like, you know, I'm still managing my day to day, you know, life and, and things that I have to do, but I'm still getting this much done. Right. Yeah. Like, you're still getting this much done. Like you right. can take on. Right. And it makes you think like, what was I doing with all my time before <laughs> this or, or what the heck, you know, like. And so it questions your your productivity and, and just your, your fulfillment of life. Like this is something that's helping me, you know, my mental health and, and uh, fulfilling, you know, my feeding my soul, my spirit. And I, I enjoy it. You know, it hurts. It's a lot of time. I, I get all that. But I enjoy it, man. It, it helps me find, you know, peace and, and keeps me uh, at peace. And, and, and it inspires others. But at the same time, you're inspiring yourself throughout this process that people don't see. Yeah, because you're, you're building confidence, right? You set out to do something. And you're getting it done, man. That's how you build confidence right there. Yeah. Like you decide that you're going to do something, you do it. There's how you get confidence. It's an easy formula. Decide you're going to do something to go do it. You'll get, you'll get, you'll build yourself yep. confidence. I guess, you know, and the question I have for you, you know, knowing how much it is that you're running and putting out, like, how do you recharge? Like what's, uh, how do you keep the energy up for this? Right. You know, running over half marathon every day. Like how, how, how do you keep the energy up? How do you recharge? Yeah. And, and people have asked me that um, it's continuously reminding myself of, of the why uh, mm-hmm. every day of uh, of why I sought out, you know, to, to do this or, or remembering, you know, why every day, you know, reminding myself of what's the whole point of this? What mm-hmm. you know, why, why are you? showing up again and again and again and again and really just the 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 responsibility you know or that self burden of uh, i don't want to let people down i I don't want to let you know if this is what you chose and you published it you put it out there you now hold the burden the responsibility that you brought on yourself to do this, to finish this, to accomplish this. And I remind myself, you know, that the, the, the reason again, why, you know, is I want to make a difference in my community and I want to bring, you know, honor and remembrance to my brother-in-law and his sacrifice. And I have to do it for him. I have to, like, he, he cannot put himself through this pain anymore. He doesn't have that choice. And I do. And I want that. I, I want that pain. If this is what the cost is, I'm okay with that. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, it's the whole get to concept, right? Like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to want to, but you get to, right? He doesn't get to, yeah. right? And you get to do this and, and you get to do it in his name, man. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome feat. It's um, you know, the um, like you said, the consistency and devotion to it is is commendable, man. I I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. What uh how uh how can people contribute to the 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 scholarship fund? Yeah, so the scholarship fund it's it's on my Instagram. It's uh El Timo956. Uh and it's also on my Facebook and I have the link tree uh link in my bio there on Instagram. Uh I've been publishing it uh and I'm making videos and stuff like that, but if people go to Ray David Guedville scholarship, uh the link tree uh will come out. And then they can go on there and use the uh, the cash apps, the Venmo, the PayPal, all that stuff uh, to make a donation. And like I said, if they want to match, you know, my contribution and, and I asked my wife, you know, hey, so Friday we'll cut a check, you know, for 500. And, you know, she gave me this look. She was like 500. She's like, I'm going to donate a thousand and I expect for you to do the same. And I was like, okay, Roger that. <laughs> she, she said, I, I mean, I appreciate you ran 500 miles and all this, but you know, yeah. you're going to cut a check for a thousand bucks too. <laughs> I was like, good to go. You know, Roger that. Yes, ma'am. You know, but uh, yeah, so people can, can look up the link again. It's a Ray David Guedville scholarship fund and, uh, it's out there on my Instagram, like I said, and, uh, yeah, man. So this is going to be an annual, uh, thing, you know, as far as giving out, uh, money and, and scholarships and people are already giving me some, some chatter. Like, do I hear 600 Oof. for next year? And I was like, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> Say that now. Then next, uh, next July I'll come around you're like, yeah, you know, it's hilarious. Well, cool. Hey, hey, Tim, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's been an honor to have you on here and, and hear this story. You definitely got me fired up. Um, you, you actually catch me on a rest day. I, f- I feel like I want to like, hang up these <laughs> headphones and go for a run right now. But uh, uh, but no, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all this with us. And um, we'll get uh, your Instagram and the uh, the other links in your, into your uh, the show notes here so people can come check it out and donate and all that stuff. So, uh, But yeah, and I think your story is, is one that's going to serve a bunch of other people out there, man. And again, like we all put our pants one leg at a time, right? Yeah. It just there's nobody special, man. We're all we're all the same. Just we're just different, you know. So I appreciate you coming on and kind of proving that point, getting her done, and uh, simplified, brother. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dale. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Likewise. Talk to you soon.